Hello, welcome to this edition of Report Digest. My name is Barnaby Pickering, reporter on MedTech Insight, and today I am speaking to Med Device Tracker Analyst Carrie Netchin about a number of reports covering drug delivery technologies. So, Carrie, there are three reports covering similar yet different topics. What are they? The drug delivery topics we'll be discussing today are infusion, transdermal, and injection. We also have a report focused on inhaled drug therapies, but the three I mentioned today are our focus. Okay, brilliant. Let's start with infusion devices. I think most people have an idea of what they are, but for those less familiar, what are the major product types? Infusion devices cover a broad range of pumps, including volumetric, syringe, ambulatory, disposable, implantable, and enteral pumps and their associated accessories. Okay, and who's involved in this market? How is it segmented and how do manufacturers differentiate themselves? Leading competitors in this market include Baxter, B. Braun, and Beckton Dickinson, among others. Companies differentiate themselves by advancing technology, such as the introduction of smart pumps with integrated dose error reduction software, and by expanding the device's use in healthcare settings outside the hospital, such as home and alternate site settings. The report projects healthy market growths between roughly 4% and roughly 8%, depending on the product type. What's driving this growth? General growth in this market is driven by the technological advancements already mentioned, as well as the rising prevalence of chronic conditions requiring infusion therapy of the population ages. The largest growth is expected in the ambulatory and disposable pump segments, where the COVID pandemic has resulted in increased demand as non-critical patients recovered in home care environments. Although that demand waned in 2021, as with many home-based trends that occurred during the pandemic, this increased use of infusion systems in home care environments is expected to persist. For all segments in this market, a significant aftermarket for disposables exists, helping to drive sales. Okay, are there any major market limiters? In the short term, a decline back to pre-pandemic levels of demand for infusion pumps will limit the market. Over the longer term, market limiters include constrained healthcare spending due to slowed economic growth, and slower than anticipated adoption of more technologically advanced systems in some segments and regions. Okay, one section in particular stood out to me and it was talking about implantable pumps. Medtronic Synchromed 2 is a really interesting product that you described in the report. What's it for and how does it work? What patients will it be used on? The Synchromed 2 is designed to deliver pain medication into the fluid surrounding the spinal cord. So pressurized gas is stored below the reservoir, and at normal body temperatures, this gas expands, exerting constant pressure on the reservoir and advancing the drug into the tubing. The technology is really interesting, um, but the implantable pumps market has been fraught with regulatory issues and recalls. The Synchromed device seems to be past its regulatory hurdles, and Medtronic is moving forward with developing complementary products for this device. One example of this is the Ethicio software, which was launched in 2020 to help clinicians manage targeted drug delivery using the Synchromed 2 device. Okay, that's really interesting. Now, moving on to the second report, which discusses transdermal devices. Most people tend to jump to the idea of nicotine patches when discussing transdermal drug delivery, but that is just one indication of many. What are some other examples? Yes, nicotine patches are a common use. Other indications include cardiovascular diseases such as hypertension, 
neurological disorders such as ADHD and Parkinson's disease, hormone replacement therapy, and pain management. Slightly out of field question, but why are they regulated as devices? The FDA classifies transdermal drug delivery systems as drug device combination products. The controlled features are intended to confirm that there are no negative interactions between the various parts of the combo product and that the combined use of the drug and device results in a product that is safe, effective, and performs as expected. Variables in this process for transdermal devices include permeability, adhesion, rate-controlling membranes, and other factors that may affect performance. So who are the major market players? To my understanding, most are not traditional medtech device companies and have names that most of our listeners may not recognize. Yes, many of the competitors in this market are primarily pharmaceutical companies due to the drug device combination nature of these products. The market is dominated by Viatris and Novartis. Viatris launched in late 2020 as a merger between Mylan and Pfizer's Upjohn business. And the company offers patch-based solutions in all four of the segments covered by this report. So pain, cardiovascular, hormone replacement, and neurological. Growth seems to be a mixed story. Pain and hormone replacement patches are both projected to grow, according to the report. However, cardiovascular disease and neurological patches are set to experience a market contraction. Why is that? Growth in each segment is affected by different factors. I'll start with the growing market. In the pain management segment, one of the factors leading to growth is the greater longevity of terminal cancer patients. This leads to an increased need for pain management over a longer period of time. In the HRT segment, patients have embraced the technology due to its convenience, as they don't need to remember to take the daily pill. Now in the declining market, in the cardiovascular disease segment, the market is mature and has begun to experience a decline due to generic erosion, among other factors. In the neurological disorder segment, there is strong competition from oral pharmaceuticals for conditions such as major depressive disorder and ADHD. Now let's look at the final report, injection devices. Syringes, catheters and the like are a true bread and butter part of healthcare, but they are subdivided further into different types. What are they? This report covers standard and safety needles and syringes, as well as vascular access devices. These include a variety of catheter types, including things like pick lines and implantable ports. And how is this market divided? What names are involved? Needles and syringes account for about 60% of sales, with the combined catheter types accounting for the remaining 40%. Leading suppliers include companies such as Beckton Dickinson and Cardinal Health. Market leader BB offers a broad product range across multiple segments of this market, and has bolstered its leading position through acquisition of strong competitors such as CR Bars. Needle stick, which is where a healthcare worker pricks themselves with a needle that is intended for or has been used on a patient, infects over 1,000 people a year with HIV and more than 80,000 people with hepatitis. What can manufacturers do to prevent this? As a result of needle stick prevention legislation, the safety needles and syringes market is largely displacing the market for standard devices with safety devices accounting for more than 90% of today's market. Safety syringe types include those with safety shields, hinged covers, or a retractable design. Many of these designs enable one-handed operation and automatically cover the needle immediately after use without requiring manual recapping. Another safety design is pre-filled syringes, which come preloaded with medication. 
This eliminates the need to use an exposed needle to draw medication from a vial into a syringe. Okay, supply chains were stretched very thin by COVID. And as of August the 18th, the NHS still has issues sourcing injection devices. What have companies done to respond to these problems? Companies have implemented a variety of strategies to combat ongoing supply chain issues. An example from Cardinal Health includes changing its sourcing practices to limit geographic concentration of products coming from a single country, as well as expanding self-manufacturing capability. These strategies enabled Cardinal Health to increase its safety needle production by 15 million units in the U.S. Thank you very much for your time today, Carrie. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this whistle-stop edition of Report Digest. You can find the full backlog of previous episodes on our website or through Spotify, SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. If you have the time, I highly recommend our monthly Digital Roundup and MedTech Monthly podcasts, which discuss in detail recent stories and trends of note. Thanks again. Thank you.